Let's pray. O Lord, may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts always be pleasing in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Now, today is uh, a day we've set aside in the life of our church called Celebration Sunday. And what we're doing is we want to look back intentionally on the past year and give thanks to God for the things that he's done among us. So that's what today's about. Now, I've got to confess to you, just, just as a teacher, those passages that we read today, oh my goodness, they are all so rich so I encourage you, take that list, go home, study those things, and let God teach you out of those, okay? Um, but I do want to focus for a few minutes on Psalm 63, which we read today, because uh, there's something uh, really good in it that I think applies to what we're doing today. Now, Psalm 63, does anybody know who wrote that one? David, yeah, King David, he wrote it. Do you know where he wrote it? All right, now this will give you a little bit of a clue. Uh, were you hiding from Saul? He may have been hiding from Saul, but physically he was in the desert. We know he was in the desert when he wrote this. He's in a dry and weary land where there is no water. And, and if you read through the whole thing, we didn't read the whole thing, but by the end of it, you come to realize that he is in quite a spot. There are lies being told about him. You ever had lies being told about you? Not a good thing, right? So he has lies being told about him, and there are people that are trying to kill him. You ever had that? I hope not. Okay. But, but he's facing some pretty severe stuff. And, and he, there he is out in the desert, trying to be safe, and he sits down to write. Now, just imagine this. Imagine you. There are people lying about you, trying to find you so they can kill you. And here you are out in the desert, you know, dry place, no waters, no, no fun to be there. And you sit down to write. What do you write? You know, it's like, dear diary, this is awful. I don't know what you write. But, but what, what David did... It's pretty astounding in a lot of ways. I'd, I'd love to have a heart like David had. David is evidently looking around himself at, at this dry land where basically, practically speaking, nothing grows. There is no water. There is no wildlife. And he's looking around, and he makes this comparison. He realizes that's what he feels like. And he feels that way not because he doesn't have water. He feels that way because he wants to be close to God. And that's why he writes what he writes. He says, God, you're my God. And earnestly, I seek you. I don't know if I would have been able to write that. I might have been, earnestly, I'm seeking to get out of here and go to France where nobody's trying to kill me. But he said, earnestly, I'm seeking you. And then he draws that comparison between the desert and, and how he feels. He says, my soul thirsts for you. Mm. And, and my body longs for you. And that's, that brings up pictures of, have you ever felt 
hungry, just in the depths, you're, you know, growling hungry. My body longs for you, God, in a dry and weary land where there is no water. I want you, and Lord, I'm not yet satisfied. But he, he looks back at those times that he has been close to God and known that God is close to him. And, and he starts to remember that and write it down and says, I've seen you. I've seen you in the sanctuary. When we've gathered in, in, in the, the tabernacle, that, that tent, you've been there. I've seen it, my own eyes. I've beheld your power. I've seen you do awesome things I, and your glory. Oh my goodness, I, I can't put words around what it is that I've seen and how I've experienced you. And I long for that, right? And then he has these good things to say about God. He says, because, because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. Now, I don't know if you've been in a hard time or if you're in, in one right now. I imagine that was in one way hard for him to get to the place where he could write it. But, oh, how thankful I imagine he was to be able to say that. Oh, it, think of the consequences. There are people trying to kill him. And yet, even if I, even if I die, you're worth glorifying. That's why I long for you. Then he says, I will praise you as long as I live. It may only be till Tuesday. It may be a long life, but I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. According to your character, I will do the things that I do. Because you are who you are, I'm going to let that guide my life. And then my soul will be satisfied. This was the richest of foods. If I'll do this, I know that as I praise you and remember who you are and think of who you are and do those things that you want me to do, I know that I'll be satisfied because as we draw near to God, God does what? He draws near to us. And my soul will be satisfied as with the richest of foods. Mm, sitting in the desert, but he was thinking, oh, mm, waffles. Mm, wish I had me one, right? Oh, but my soul is going to be satisfied even more than that. With singing, my lips will praise you. Now, isn't that... Isn't that just wonderful, the depth of his heart that you see? And he knows that as he comes close to God and gives glory to God, he knows God comes close to him. He knows that. And that's true for us as well. And so that's one of the reasons that we set aside time to intentionally remember those times this past year that God has drawn close to us and to give him glory. That he might draw close and that it will be to us like water on dry land. So, sit back.
and enjoy the being reminded of how good God is. Amen? All right, we're going to start off with a couple of things that happened in the children's ministry.